You're listening to the Audacious Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at our Manchester campus. We know this is a great investment into your life. So tune in, listen up and stay focused. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. Last term in Audacious Youth, we did a series called Battle Ready. And uh, we were teaching our young people how to prepare for the battles they're going to go through in life. How they can prepare, not in their own strength, but with the strength of God on their side. And I was preparing for this when Pastor Paul asked me to preach to our church. I just got a sense that this isn't a word just for our young people. This is a word for Audacious Church. That we're going to get battle ready. That as we step out from this place, we're not going to go in our own strength, our own ability, but we're going to go out with the power of the Holy Spirit with us and for us. Do you believe that? So good. Hey, if you're able, would you just stand to your feet for me? We're going to read the Word of God and then we're going to get started. This was our key verse for our Battle Ready series, Audacious Youth, Ephesians 6, 10 to 13. Is it going to come up on screen? It is. Look at that. I'm going to read it from here. Finally, everybody say finally. Finally. If you want to know what came before, you've got to read it. There's a whole bit before it. You can do that in your own time. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armour. Someone say full armour. Full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities and against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil. Therefore, everyone say, therefore, Therefore. put on the full armour of God so when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. The title of my preach today is It's Time to Get Battle Ready. I'm going to pray. Close your eyes in this place. Bow your heads. Father God, right now we just give this whole service over to you and we pray. Would you speak to us today, to every individual in this room, to every circumstance? Would you speak directly to their hearts and their minds? Would it be not be my words, but your words being spoken to us today? And everybody said... Amen. Give your neighbour a high five as you take your seats. Before we go on, it's important to clarify something. As believers, as Christians, we are victorious. We're on the winning side. That's important to understand. We are not hoping and crossing our fingers for Jesus to come through with a 90th minute winner. That's not what we're doing. We're not, we're not going, oh, I really hope that Jesus pulls something out of the bag here. We are victorious. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, my friends, you can stand with confidence and say, I'm victorious. I am victorious through Jesus Christ, our Saviour. And that is important to understand because that changes the dynamic of how you prepare for battle. Because if you're preparing for battle on the winning side, suddenly that changes things. We're not hoping and wishing we're going to win. There's a confidence we can step into knowing we're on the winning side. 1 Corinthians 15. Thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus King Jesus wants you to live in the victory that He won for you and He wants you to live in it 
today. Not tomorrow, not the next day. He wants you to live in victory today. But that raises a question. Why do we need the verse that I just read out if we're victorious? It doesn't make sense. Because if we're victorious, why do we need to be battle ready? Why do we need to prepare for a battle if the Bible is just said through Jesus Christ, we're victorious? Well, there's two reasons. The devil's lost. He's a loser. I can say that with confidence. He has lost. He has no power. He has no authority. But in the short time he has left, he's pretty desperate to try and cling on to as much as he can. He tries to cling on to things. He, he tries to sneak in and tries to disrupt our lives. So in the short time we have left, we have to be battle ready because the devil is sneaky. It says this in the Bible, John 10, the devil comes to only steal, kill and destroy. That's his track record, his manifesto. So my friends, if we're gonna go through this life, that's a reason why we have to prepare for a battle because the devil's still sneaking around. The Bible just says he prowls around like a lion, sneaking and, and just trying to sneak around and see who's vulnerable. That's why we've got to be battle ready. The other reason we've got to be battle ready it's because we live in a fallen world. You know this story, Genesis, all those years ago, uh, sin entered the world and we still live in that world. And the reality is every day we will go out into a world that is fallen and sinful. And there will be people, there will be circumstances that try to come against us. So we've got to be battle ready. John 16, this is a confidence we can have when we go into the world. In the world, you will have trouble. What does that mean? In the world, you will have battles. That's a good way of explaining it. In the world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. I have won the victory. It's time to get battle ready. Turn to the person next to you and say, it's time. Turn to your second choice in this scenario. Firstly, apologise for that, that you didn't pick them first and go to get battle ready. <laughs> Always catches people off guard. I myself has been in a battle. I know what you're thinking. You don't look like the type. <laughs> there, was a, there was a way too loud laugh from that side. It was Elena Hill. And uh, shit, I'm down to the type. Yes, I have been in a battle. Uh, 17 years old. No, I was not in the army. I went paintballing. And uh, it was intense, don't laugh, it was intense, you know. We were on some sort of birthday thing for a friend and we went paintballing and the battle was fierce. I don't know if you've been paintballing, there's two sides and you're just battling it out. Just literally trying to hurt your friends is more or less what you're trying to do. Like it's pretty savage is what it is. And uh, we're in this battle and we're fighting and uh, you know, it's coming near the end of the battle, the paintballing game. And uh, we're in the middle of the woods and I'm like creeping along, sneaking around, doing like rolls and stuff. I won't do that now, but I can do it, promise. And uh, we're fighting, we're battling out. And I see in the distance, my friend. And my friend has put his paintball gun down and he's just lying on the floor, like hiding more or less. He's clearly like tired, he's had a breather. And he's just lying like face down, like behind a bush. And in that moment, I, I had a choice. Do I honour my friendship with him or do I remember I'm in a battle? I remembered I was in a battle. So I snuck, full like Pink Panther, you know, sneaking along, commando roll, jump over a tree, hide behind a tree. And I get closer and closer to within just a few meters away. 
And my friend hasn't realised he's still like, he's having a moment himself. He's like singing worship songs or something. He's just lying there like, thank you, Jesus. And he's just on the floor. And I'm thinking, okay, again, I have a choice in this moment. So I take my gun, I line it up and I shoot him in his right bum cheek. Yes, I said butt cheek on stage. I'm really sorry, Pastor Paul. And I didn't stop there. In that moment, I decided to also shoot him in his left derriere cheek, more appropriate for a Sunday morning, I believe. Left cheek, right cheek. And then as he runs away, screaming quite loudly, this is a grown man, my friends, screaming like a girl, I continue to unload all the leftover paintball just on his back, bum and legs. And uh, to say he was disappointed in me, is an understatement. I can say we are still friends, just. And uh, it was a sneak attack. The reason you've got to be battle ready is because the battles you will face will arrive when you least expect them. The battles you go through will sneak up on you and will approach you when you least expect them. My friend wasn't ready. He wasn't prepared. He thought the battle was over. He was like, I'm chilling, I'm done. And in life, is it not the same? We can get complacent. We can come comfortable in our faith and we go, you know what? Victory's won. It's all good. Life's pretty great. I'm fine. But what happens when a battle is on your doorstep? What happens when there's a sneak attack from the enemy? We find a story in the Bible of someone called King Jehoshaphat. And he wakes up one day to a sneak attack from the enemy. For context, King Jehoshaphat is the king of Judah. He's in a time of peace and prosperity. Life is good. But one day he wakes up and gets the news, there's an enemy on your doorstep. Let's read this verse together and see how it unfolds. 2 Chronicles 20, 1-2. Sometime later, the Moabites, Amites, accompanied by some of the Miniites, joined forces to make war on Jehoshaphat. Everybody say Jehoshaphat. No, come on, everybody say Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat received this intelligence report. He's woken up one day. His, his, his commanders have come into his room and God, a huge force is on its way from beyond the Dead Sea to fight you. There's no time to waste. They're already at En Gedi. To you, En Gedi would have mean nothing. You're thinking, I don't understand what that means, Joel. But to King Jehoshaphat, the words would have rung in his ears. I'm gonna put up a map right now. I think we have it. This is some context for you. King Jehoshaphat is in Jerusalem. He's in his room. He's in his, in his castle, his courts. And En Gedi is just a stone's throw away. The enemy is on your doorstep. How many of you can relate to that? When your life is going so well and then suddenly you get that doctor's report and you go, En Gedi, the words ring in your ears. You've got this much time. You've got this is going to happen. This is going to happen then. Maybe it's a financial battle that you're going through and the words ring in your ears. That is what Jehoshaphat is facing. They're already at En Gedi. And there would have been a moment where he had to decide 
what he was going to do. There was a sneak attack from the enemy. So how was he going to prepare for battle? It was coming fast. It was coming and he had to make a choice. Put up the next verse and let's see what the scenario is. Shaken. Shaken. Jehoshaphat is shaken. He's scared. He's worried. But, come on now. How you react to a battle on your doorstep will define your life. But, but when that doctor's report comes in, but when you face an impossible situation, but when your family member's away from God and they're doing things with their lives and you can't comprehend it, he's shaken, he's scared, but he prayed. In a moment of fear, intimidation, when there's an army on his doorstep, he prayed. Wait, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. Surely, surely get the army together. Surely, that's, surely go to the gym and, and get some last minutes like press-ups in before the battle starts. Surely post about it on social media to say how hard life is. Surely that comes first. No, no, no. Shaken, he prayed. My friends, if you are going through a battle, if you are shaken to your core, the first thing you've got to do to get battle ready is bring it to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Shaken, he prayed. Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your paths straight. He chose not to rely on His own understanding of the scenario. In His own ability and strength, Jehoshaphat prayed. When the battle is on your doorstep, you've got to turn and knock on heaven's door. When the battle is on your doorstep, you've got to not look at that situation. You've got to turn and go, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, my provider, my strength and shield, I need you. Shaken, everyone say shaken. He prayed. Prayer has the power to change everything. Anxiety to peace, prayer can do that. Fear to faith, prayer can do that pain to joy, prayer can do that. Worry to confidence, prayer can do that. Shaken, he prayed. Let's continue in this story, 2 Chronicles 24 to 5. The country of Judah united in seeking God's help. They came together to pray to God. There's the word again, they prayed to God. Then Jehoshaphat took a position before the assemblies of his people at the temple of God. My friends, if you wanna get battle ready, you're gonna gather your people. You've got to gather your people. What did Jehoshaphat do in a moment of crisis? He said, hey, my tribe, Judah, my people, I need you with me in this. There's a reason we tell you to get into small groups. It's not to make our stats look good. It's because we know there's power in community. There's power in people. There's power when we come together. There's power in it. Shaken, scared. He prayed and then he said, my people, I need you. I need you. 
Who's standing with you? Who's praying with you? Who's got your back? This is a statement Pastor Glynn has said many times, and I said it to many young people. Show me your friends and I will show you your future. I will show you your future. The people you have speak into your life, the people who have your back will determine the trajectory of your life. Put up that map again really quickly. You see the red line where they cross over in that moment into Judah. You see where they cross in, that red line in the army crossed in. That person there, that group of people was supposedly an ally of Jehoshaphat. But he was betrayed. He was let down. He had the wrong people in the place where he needed them. And because of that, suddenly the enemy had a doorway into his life. Some of the greatest battles you face are because of the people that you hang around with. Some of the greatest battles that you're going through right now, you're going, why is this happening? It's because of the people who've got your back. You think they're your friends. The reality is they're a doorway to the enemy. It's blunt and it's real, but I've seen it over and over again where people put their trust in a certain person or a group of people. Show me your friends. Show me your tribe. Show me your small group. I will show you your future. You've got to gather your people. Let's continue in this story. 2 Chronicles 20, 6 to 7. We're going through this. This is in the temple courts. Jehoshaphat speaking. Lord God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? I'm going to read it from here because my eyes are so bad. (laughs) Are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand and no one can withstand you. Our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? Is there more? Have you got it? No, that's good. What's he doing? What's he doing right now? He's proclaiming. You want to get battle ready? My friends, you've got to proclaim who your God is. Declaration and it's power in it. As you start to speak out words that God has given you and what God has done in your life, suddenly atmosphere changes. Faith starts to arise. Suddenly Judah starts to go, yeah, do you know what? We can do this. You want to get battle ready? You've got to declare some stuff over your life, my friends. And you're thinking What? The Word of God. I love in this moment because it sounds like Jehoshaphat's reminding God of who He is, but He's not. He's reminding His spirit. He's reminding His heart of who His God is. You see, it sounds like your friend Abraham. That's not him reminding God. That's him reminding himself. Oh yeah, I've got a God in heaven who's for me. I've got a God in heaven who fights for me. Hey, who needs a God in heaven who's gonna fight in your life? Who needs a miracle in this place? A breakthrough in the place? Well, you better start declaring some stuff over that situation and that battle. We're getting there. We're getting there. You're thinking, Joel, you don't know my situation. I don't, but I know our God. I know our God. Let me give you some verses. You're thinking, I don't believe it. I don't believe there's anything in the Bible for me. Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things 
It doesn't say some things. It doesn't say the things that are convenient. It says, I can do all things in Christ who gives me strength. Joshua 1.9, do not be distrayed or discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Romans 8.37, in all these things. Come on, somebody. I said in all these things. I'm not talking about some things. I'm not talking about the small things. I'm talking about all things. We're more than conquerors. We're victorious. Some of you don't get excited because you don't believe it because you've been disappointed. My friends, your God is powerful in all things. We're talking about the King. The King of Kings. We could go on, I got loads of them. Take your seats, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. It's never a maybe with God. It's never a maybe with God. He will draw near to you. He will come through. We don't serve a maybe God. We serve a powerful God. You've got to proclaim and declare. 2 Chronicles 20, 14 to 18. Let's continue in this story. Then the Spirit of the Lord came on Jehazel, more or less. As he stood in the assembly, he said, listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all you who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. That's a word for someone. The battle is not yours. You're doing it in your own strength and ability. My friends, it was never yours to carry on your own. It's carried by King Jesus who carried a cross on His back so that He could carry the weight of the world. The battle is not yours, it's God's. Tomorrow, march down against them. You will not have to fight this battle. Come on, take up your position, stand firm and see the deliverance of the Lord will give you. Jehoshaphat bowed down on his face to the ground and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before their Lord. My friends, you wanna get bow ready, you gotta start prophesying. I'm so done with the words that come out of people's mouths. The power of life and death is in the tongue. So why don't you start speaking some life over your situation? Why don't you start prophesying over your situation? My friends, the miracle you need, what has God said? What's He said? You know what social media says. You know what your family says. In the nicest way possible, I don't care. Prophesy over your situation declare over your situation. I love that in a moment of prophecy, the whole battle plan unfolded. They didn't, they didn't have a plan. We're just gonna pray, we're gonna gather a people, we're gonna prophesy, bash, 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 battle plan, battle ready. You gotta prophesy over your situation. When the Spirit of the Lord falls on you, your situation changes. They went from fear shaken to falling on their knees in worship confident of a victory you got to prophesy get a word what's God saying about it block out the noise a battle a battle makes a noise they would have heard them they would have heard them marching 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 they're at Engedi. by the time they've prayed they ain't at Engedi anymore they are they could smell them 
they can see Him on the horizon. My friends, you've got to block out the noise of your situation and listen to the whisper of heaven. You've got to block out the noise, the noise of the army, the noise of the impossible, the noise of that medical report, the noise of that impossible situation, the noise of the bank account that goes, you've got no job, you've got no job. Block it out. Listen to the whisper and then prophesy over your life. We're almost there. We're getting somewhere now. 2 Chronicles 20, 20 to 25. The day of the battle's here. As they set out for battle, as they rode out for battle, Jehoshaphat stood and said, listen, listen to me. Have faith in the Lord your God and you will be upheld. Again, it's not a maybe. You will be upheld. Have faith in His prophets and you will be successful. After consulting the people, interesting again, he gathered his people to consult in a moment like this. Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise Him for His splendour of His holiness. As they began to sing, hey, as they began to praise, come on, the Lord set ambushes against the men who were invading Judah and they were, it's not a maybe, they were defeated. Then the Amniamites came against the Moeites. They rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy the inhabitants and annihilate them. After they were finished slaughtering the men from Mount Seir, they just destroyed each other. My friends, you wanna be battle ready. You wanna see a breakthrough. You wanna see a miracle. There's a reason we praise. Come on, if you wanna be battle ready, you got to praise. You got to praise the King. Because it changes things. Matt doesn't do this just for fun. He knows. He knows that as you praise, oh, praise is the precursor to your victory. It's the precursor to your victory. So if you need a miracle, oh, don't stand at the back and give God a golf clap. Don't stand at the back and go, oh, maybe He'll come through. I do quite like this song. David said He'll become even more undignified because He's worthy of praise. He's worthy of praise. There's no one like Him. There'll never be anyone like Him. He's the King. He's your Saviour. He's your miracle worker. Hey! Thank you for listening to this Audacious podcast. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. We'd love for you to join us at one of our campuses, Manchester, Chester, or online every Sunday, 10 a.m. and 12 p.m.